Uh, all good. Um, I think uh, the it was it was good to be good to be back home. I think as we I think as we seem to christen it, a um, little bit quieter than normal. But um, I think it was a, sort of it felt it felt like uh, back to business as usual um, and uh, very positive weekend in general. Yeah, it was what uh, two years since the last carrots and I mean the obvious things have changed. The Brexit and obviously COVID. <laughs> Um, I mean, you've been to Germany since uh, performing for this. Yes. And so you've been used to the, you know, the non-EU passport lanes and all that. Um, yes. I think I tweeted and I, you know, I got you know, wrapped up my knuckles from someone who remained nameless. Um, but, yeah, if this is the new normal in terms of queuing the non-EU lane... Um, yeah, get the earlier flights on, I'm going to say, especially if uh, passport control in Dusseldorf start getting the habit of taking people off after three of the planes have landed with a lot of non-EU passengers in. Yeah, um, and the, the one thing I will say is um, if you are going to Europe and obviously British citizen, uh, you do need to ensure that your passport is actually stamped on entry um, because mine wasn't at this time and <laughs> I got a bit of a telling off. And I was like, well, it's not my fault. I didn't do it. So uh, that's one thing I would sort of add. Um, you do need to make sure you do get it stamped if they haven't done it. Uh, yeah, on... I mean, for my return journey, I mean, obviously mine was stamped, but coming back was just a bit awkward because, you no, know, I don't know, uh, flights you used to get when you used to use Dusseldorf, sort of but they also used to send the London flights to, it's almost like a, like a, a far wing, like, you had to pass passport control when you were in like a holding pen before yeah. the plane. Well, obviously now we're not in that, so it's part of the normal gates. Yeah. Uh, but you've still got to go through the non-EU queue to not, not check out, for a better word. And, yeah. you know, it was a long queue, long diversion, of which you know, I think I was at the, the airport like 7.30 in the morning, so literally it was just me there. And it's just one person at the you know, board control. It's like, you know, all of this, just for the sake of what, like, what benefits are we getting out of this? But I mean, I'm sure it will come if we wait long enough. I mean, we'll be dead if we wait long enough. But anyway, not enough about politics. This obviously first um, 16 Carat Gold first festival weekend really since the uh, pandemic started. And you know, I'm putting up some on backbodydrop.com next few days. You not know, touching on a lot of this, but Oberhausen's one of those places. A lot of change, but still felt you know, you know, very familiar, very uh, homely as you touched on. Yeah, geographically, yes, there's quite a few changes. Um, uh, things that, uh, it's sort of like when you when you step onto, the, when you you have the films and you come through the, uh, the other, into the alternate universe and it's the, uh, the buildings have changed, the names and things. As is just the general case after two years, things have changed, names, businesses have closed, new businesses have opened, new favourites. Uh, but in, yeah, in general, I mean, it, it does, it, it's the same old it's a it's not a um it's not it's not berlin it's not um dusseldorf it's not hamburg it's a 
frankly, it's a pro- provincial industrial town in like the heart of the Rust Belt, really. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it is very familiar. Um, not much had changed. There's a few things had been tarted up. Um, the Terminal Hullers had, um, which is obviously where a lot of the shows have gone. Uh, Terminal Huller One, at least where we was, that's had a good fresh lick of paint. Uh, it's all been refurbished the toilets are lovely now um they've paved out the front so you're not standing in a uh, bomb crater in the uh, in the uh, car park but it's um yeah it's it's all it's all uh, it's all been freshened up really um but yeah it's not much has changed as i say it felt felt like being back in an old pair of slippers really so paul got to being hard course uh I guess for the last time unless plans change horribly uh, made that trip to Essen's Old Rhine Nord for the they built last in a circle in Essen. Of course, Wrestling Academy moving to uh, Gelsenkirchen late for summer. And you know, I think we spoke up, you know, going in, you know, six match cards looked pretty decent for in a circle. I think more than delivered. I mean, looking at cage match, uh, you know, maybe being a bit harsh, but I think this is giving 5.3 out of 10, which is a bit. Yeah, but again, no, it's in a circle, you're not going to get your coward strength matches. This was, no, they don't like using it, the term warmer, but it was a good question. It's, it's a taster menu. It's always what it's like. It's, it's, a, it's a little little taste of what's to come. Um, you get to see, you very often get to see the big imports in a very, very unique um, situation. Um, it's, as I say, it's, you know, the, the academy is quite literally a garage. Um, and you you know there are less than a hundred people in there. I think yeah, according to this, the official number is ninety five uh, spectators. Uh, you're all stood together, which felt great. Um, you're all stood together, uh, and you're seeing you know Fuminori Abe, for example, um, having his first match outside of Japan, as far as I know, uh, in a garage. <laughs> so it's like it's it's perfect. Um, it's always a bit of a mixed. It's always a bit of a um, mixed bag sort of show, a bit of a broken biscuits thing. You get a get a little, uh, you get th- maybe you get the odd the odd teaser for what's to come, but then you also do get the odd person who has a match against somebody they they won't have any interaction for the rest of the week with. So, um, but yeah, it was. It, I thought it was. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect going into it, um, and after the show finished, I. I was like, Joe, if I, I was still kind of unsure how I was going to react to the rest of the weekend because Inner Circle is a bit of a world of its own. But I, after that, I thought, well, you know, if 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 that um, if Inner Circle is the best we have this weekend, I'm still very happy, and um, thankfully, uh, yeah, well, it, it, amazingly, it did get better. So, um, yeah, really, really good show for me. I mean, you were talking about uh, Fuminori Abe. Yeah. One thing I was really impressed with, and you not know, totally caught off guard, back to able all able to stand. You know, they've done a few academy shows where it was you know all seater. I think yeah. Tass said to us afterwards, you know, the rules they had were they could have had standing, but if they put seating out, they had to fill the seating first. Which um, yeah. I've been to shows which have been standing and seating. You no, know, it, it hasn't been uh, particularly well organised. So you know, it was the last time. I mean, the entire weekend, everyone was wearing masks. Um, I'll touch them up a bit later on, but you no, know, as the last hurrah for the academy, um, no, absolutely great. You no, know, like all time's sake, except for all that bits of cloth in front of our faces. 
Yeah, and it's always a bit. Of, it was. It's always a bit of a raucous atmosphere. It's. It's. it's um, the, there's no. There's nowhere. Well, short of possibly the cockpit, there's no venue which is as intimate as as that. Um, and uh, the uh, it, it felt like a fitting send off, even if there wasn't maybe the um, the big blockbuster matches we've had in the past. There, um, it was definitely a fitting send off. I mean, just no. Starting with Fresno, you mentioned about you know people having interactions all weekend. Obviously, we, you know, I think we when we did the preview it was um, Ava Everett against Orshi. We had no idea who she was. I've had that rematch. Obviously, the Wheel of Wrestling show we'll talk about later on. The big threat coming through from Ace. Uh, the Ace performed for elimination match. Uh, the yeah. ACW Dojo against the WXW Academy, where no, if you know if you haven't been watching all the WXW shows. Even me and I have, you know, maybe not quite you know, getting you know, that hint of uh, Robert Trisky being really annoyed, shall we say? You know, being yeah. It's just cause, but you know, really miss um, Fawn for elimination. You got that. You know, he, you know, he got eliminated, you know, not early, but he wasn't last man standing. Uh, and just throughout, he was not on the same page, particularly with Oscar. Screen here if you want. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was really the thing which, on that first night, was like, Oh, but carrying on the you know, the argument they had in Bielefeld, and by the end of the weekend, there was a lot more than that. Yeah, of course. Um, and um, but but as as I said, it's, it's always the it is always sort of the tasting menu. You kind of get a little bit of a flavour of who's popular. Because uh, as much as you can watch on the the VODs, um, the weekenders are a sort of an island amongst themselves, really, in terms of fan reaction. Because the fan reaction in, only for example, back in the shotgun days, the fan reaction in uh, Frankfurt, which, in my opinion, was the worst crowd <laughs> of all of them, was always completely different to the fan reaction in Hamburg and and Oberhausen and elsewhere. So it, it's um, it's a good taster of who's popular, and it's uh, I think. Uh, it's a, it, as much as as much as you um, you can watch the the VODs and you can watch like the shows in Bielefeld. I think until you, I still feel like I I understand the the, the match the uh, the angles better when I see them in person. And as I say, I think when when uh, Dreisker starts doing the things he does over the weekend, that is when you yeah it, it was a lot a lot clearer than it has been maybe over VOD. Well, move to the turbine hull. So you said it had a lick of paint, yet still has graffiti in the toilets. Go figure. Um, no, it's all clean, as far as I was saw. All of them I used had graffiti, but it wasn't as bad as the old days, obviously. But um, yeah. Yeah, we said, uh, night one, 730, which is about 20 short capacity, which, you know, considering yeah. where things have been going on, that's could be a massive win for them. Um, just run through, obviously, for had the ultimate five-way, Hector Invictus winning uh, over Oscar, Norman Harris, Rotation, and Ninja, ba- uh, Ninja Mac. Uh, Ninja Mac was a late addition for all this. Uh, I think it was the Thursday, uh, just for in a circle, they announced he was part of the five-way, had a big scare for flight, I think it was United, <laughs> some issue. Ended up making it, ended up being uh, not a bigger part of the weekend than I would expect it uh, coming in, but, yeah, if I haven't put this match out on demand yet, I'd expect they will, because for the first time in a few years, we actually needed the alternate. Um, yes. 
And I guess maybe that's something we can probably touch on before this, obviously, well before the tournament started. Um, Francesco Kiwa dropped out needing knee, uh, needing knee surgery. Befisto replaced him. Uh, Biff Busick dropped out literally as I was about what my plane on Wednesday. Um, yeah, submission. so our preview was out of date before we even got to care. Yeah, that's well, case. <laughs> hey, that's the tradition, yeah. Um, so Ray brought in uh, Maris Lani, who think uh, Tastrals was about 30 people they were looking at. Uh, Marius got the nod, and then Ninja Mac, I guess whatever budget was left, you know, got the, I guess, the floating card for the weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a five-way, you might need to watch it back, but not perfectly fine. You know, it established Hector, um, obviously he's been starting all, you know, his being battle, uh, pairing with Dennis Dolnik. It's been played out a lot over the weekend. Um, but yeah, going into Carrot's uh, night one, just going to rattle through the results and can pick up. Uh, Robert Dreisker eliminating Fuminori Abe, uh, Karen Noir beat Vincent Heisenberg, Peach Tahani and Igor Blanc, uh, Tahani went one through. That was uh, a great match, that was. Yeah, I mean, what I would say is that both uh, Tahani and Igor Blanc, they were guys who completely established during the close set days, and for both of them to get you know, that st- standing ovation at the end. I mean, yeah. That, that match, no. Being cynical could have gone one of two ways. Could have been the, oh, well, no, it's for two guys who you know, got booked in the close set days but never got a sniff before. No, I think both, both these guys, I think especially uh, Peter Honey, they are both definitely here to stay as part of the roster. And I think I tweeted up before the final night. Um, it's um, only a match of time before he gets that shotgun belt, just for way to actually use it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, going down further on as well, Lufisto over Dennis Stolnig. Uh, Mario Solani over Michael Knight, Maggot uh, eliminating Ace Romero, uh, Shikiro Irie uh, eliminates Sense of Alto, and the Night One main event. And I think a lot of people wouldn't complain if this was the tournament final. Uh, Jonathan Gresham eliminating Bobby Guns in, I guess, it was a bit of a shock for the Turbine Hall crowd. Yeah, um, and um, obviously <laughs> later events will reveal why, but um, the, um, yeah, it was. It was a shock because I thought I think there was a lot of people who were kind of expecting Gresham to sort of do things with, um, do basically do things around the tournament as you always have somebody big hanging around doing other things in the tournament over the, like over the weekend you usually have like in, in a way like how um, um, Matt Riddle did one year uh, he he was sort of floating around sort of the other matches on the card because he got an up. He got eliminated on night two, sort of thing. So there's, um, yeah, it was it was a surprise. It was a really good match, though. Um, I think um, Guns. I think I, I, don't, I don't need to be sold on him. But I think a lot of people maybe do. Um, I think he's kind of proved a lot of um, a lot of maybe the 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 hype the hype. Um, I think people said was maybe unfair for a long while. I think he's he's rising to that level now. The 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 two years in the closer era, he's established he's established himself. He's obviously been watching his tapes a lot in lockdown, moving more than he ever was. And um, yeah, he's he's technically he, there wasn't there's there's never been a I don't think there was ever a point where he looked out of his depth this weekend. Um, and I think for for all of his. Um, 
for, for, for sort of for the big push he had sort of in 2018, 2019. Um, I think there's some people who do think he was rushed there. Um, and now I don't think that's the case. Um, he's definitely amongst the the top five workers in in the company. By and there's no, I don't think they would anybody would disagree with that. Whereas I think previously that two two three years ago, I think possibly people would have maybe erred on that. And what do you say about uh, Bobby Ming? Well, obviously he was the champion going into the pandemic. We lost it, but one thing I was always, and you always get this into Brexit in most uh, European promotions. The other guy who has to run up to the top and becomes champion, when they lose the belt, there's always that massive question mark. And you know, we've had that run for a while where, you know, if they've lost the belt, they've been signed, they've gone elsewhere. Obviously, with stuff that's going on, there's no signings for NXT UK, or very few these days. But Brexit has managed to find a way to keep using Bobby Guns without him being. Almost like a spare part, you know, like you'll have some guys who've been you know, former champions, they hang around, there's clearly nothing to do. Or... Well, yeah, I think, um, for example, I think for um, after he lost it the first time, I think Yearn was kind of a little bit like that. Um, when he lost it in 28, sort of after the Rise thing, he kind of didn't, well, he did get injured as well, unfortunately, but... Uh, Yearn was sort of somebody who maybe disappeared for it for for a long while, and Guns kind of he got he got beaten for the belt, but he he's like right well back in the saddle, he's he's established himself again, um, and it wouldn't surprise me if you know towards the end of the year he is sort of battling for that belt again, but um, yeah I don't I I think especially in the context of the wider weekend I don't think there's any sort of shame to be had in losing first round to Gresham at all. Oh, absolutely not. Again, we can pick up on the plans that may have been, but uh, tonight one night uh, this is Saturday. Uh, just go with the uh, showcase show. This hasn't dropped on demand. It probably will by the time this gets uploaded. Uh, Smash put forward Psycho Mike against Von Vertigo. We can touch a bit more on Psycho Mike on the Wheel of Wrestling. Uh, very unlikely star of the weekend, I'd say, just because of his stick. But again, I think that's proof that you know a really good character will probably almost always trump someone who is bland but really good in the ring. I guess it's fair to say. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, uh, very popular. I say I, we don't want to go too mad about it because it's not dropped yet. Well, yeah. Plus, uh, so <laughs> again, we're giving out spoilers. So, but uh, Academy Trophy, Oscar, unseated Golden Boy Santos. Um, I haven't got much times here, but I mean, Santos had held that title since uh, it won just before the pandemic started. So, you know, unfortunate timing, November came out. Um, I think, yep, that was his first defence of it as well, unfortunately. So, new Academy champion Oscar, and Sergi Scream here, plenty of people did. And you know, we can touch on the Wheel of Wrestling show late, but by that, that show that dropped the Sunday afternoon one. I think the fans were starting to break Andy Jackson on commentary. Just the, wasn't even everyone yelling at the same time. Just it was, I guess one of them was you. Just one the odd person yelling, completely out of sync. They're not good for the end. But it's gonna make <laughs> people crack. I'll tell you now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, with regards. Yeah, to Oscar, it, it, it's um, <laughs> the end. I, 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 it, it seems it does seem a bit mean spirited to sort of shout. 
when it does go quiet, but I think you can't avoid it when you see something cool like that. but <laughs> just even on demand, it, you know, it's funny live, but when you see it on demand and you just see, you know, your people and other, others joining in, it, it's got a chance of catching on. Um, we have next up uh, the Bodies Oil Tag Title match. Panvi's uh, the first time these belts had been defended, or yeah, first time we'd even had the tag belts. Uh, Valerie, that's MBM and Ultimate Sombra, beat Les Enfants, Terry Blaze, George Balzac, and Gustave Lebrun. Um, so Valerie had worked for a hardcore TLC match for Wrestling Cold a couple of hours earlier. Well, the, the, the show finished as. The, that show finished whilst we let uh, this showcase show began. So, so pretty quick literally less than an hour, I think. It was a pretty quick hop over the car, uh, car park to get here. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, they won the Wrestling Cold Tag titles on that show, uh, brought them to the ring with them to a point where I was genuinely confused, like, are these the Bacon Tag titles? Are we defending them? Um, yeah, MBM and Ultima Sombra won the titles, and just looking at their cage match, they, yeah, their um, carry-on case is getting pretty full. Um, obviously, won the Cold titles and the Body's Oil Tag titles. They've since won the APC Tag titles in France, and at least Cage match has been updated. They held the catches catch can in elsewhere in France for <laughs> coming up to three years now, uh, July 2019, and the Heritage Catch Pro titles since uh, August of last year. So a lot of French, Belgian, and German tag titles. So I guess they're the in thing. I mean, the match was fine. Obviously, I'll need to watch back. I mean, there's over 50 matches this weekend, so. You're not going to remember every single detail, but this attack match is perfectly fine. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add to us. Um, no, not not really. Um, I, I, I think it's um, the, the show in general was just um, the the in terms of the um, Dr. Story now friends. I think there was there was people who maybe had more build uh, build up than. Than uh, perhaps some of the some of, some of the other promotions. Yeah. But, um, I'll maybe let you go into that, but um, I think the, the 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 match that I enjoyed most from this show was probably the the uh, APC freeway match. Yep, the match from, uh, and also the Hungarian tag was great as well. Do you want to touch on the Hungarian lads, or do you want to save that for the end? Because I think this was a weekend, and are you? how much was tongue-in-cheek you know mentioned about how the hungarian scene is what we thought the irish scene was but <laughs> i was doing that to get some nibbles um as you as you know me so very well this is just um this is just a uh as just as good time to say about it than any other really um so obviously part of the weekend is well uh basically the the backbone of the Hungarian wrestling scene effectively um, uh, descended on Oberhausen on mass, basically for about a month or so, from what I understand. Um, and I, it was something crazy, like forty odd people from the various promotions had gone, wasn't it? Uh, I it wasn't photograph. It was. I, old, I, old I don't know the full, but I remember from Sikwas had always said there was like twenty six Hungarian wrestlers on a plane. And also yeah. they had like the camera crew, and maybe it was flew in because they did have a 
I saw in the credits there were like Hungarian people in there yeah, as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know it wasn't taped, but I know last Thursday we did an academy show. Yeah, the WXW Academy versus the Hungarian Championship Wrestling Academy. So, yeah, I mean, they said it was 26 for every character. It would not surprise me about the number of roles afterwards. But, I mean, the fact that you've got from an entire country that many people, you know, flocking, you know, to there. And not all of them, not all of them got booked. So, the fact that you have them there just to watch, you know, obviously as wrestlers, that's, it's an encouraging sign and a healthy sign as well, I would say. Yeah, and and the the thing is, like every one of these. So so the the backbone of the of the the scene, as far as I can tell, I'm I'm not going to profess to be an expert. Um, I have friends who probably are bigger experts on this, but um, the backbone of the scene is effectively the Irish of Hungary, who I think if you're into European wrestling, you know them. I think at this point, by far the most complete and accomplished and just the, probably the best tag team in Europe at this point. Um, wrestled a lot in the UK as well, but at least in continental Europe, there's nobody better at all. Um, uh, they So th- through Hungarian Championship Wrestling and uh, Passion Pro, I believe, um, you have two very, very good promotions out of Hungary, uh, but also two very, very good schools. Um, and I think the Arrows are teaching them the right way in the same way that the whole point of the WW Academy was they were being taught the right way. Um, and they've produced some incredibly gifted wrestlers. Um, you have the, the Gullias brothers. Um, uh, Gullias Jr. has obviously been working WXW for a lot of the pandemic anyway, but uh, he's... I, I don't know whether it's a shoot or a kayfabe brother, but um, that them, them as a pairing, was it was like a two-bulldog-style... Um, Pitbull take tag teams, you know, they they the two uh, just a really really hard hitting um, tag team. Um, you had uh, Maverick, who's who back in Hungary, I think, is actually one of the top guys on some. I think he did hold the HCW title, from what I understand. Um, so he was sort of he's sort of on the top thing, and you can see a bit of Ilya in him. And you have um, obviously Peter Tehani, who's been working in Germany for a long while to be fair he's been working in Berlin a lot a lot but he's sort of headed over to WXW during the pandemic and one of the best juniors I've seen in Europe for a long long time um it's just every and that, that's that's not that's not everybody who's gone over um and just just from top to bottom professionals they have they have great looks they have interesting gimmicks they they work a hundred miles an hour. Their gear looks good, um, which <laughs> you know they can they can they can talk they can talk well. They 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 show intensity in the right places. Um, it's it's a healthy scene and everybody sticks together. And um, I I really really excited to see what the next two years when, if they're that good now and that's amidst a pandemic and how you know desolated the rest of Europe has been uh, through outside influences in the business I'm fascinated to see how good they are going to be in two two years time when they've got two years of running in front of big crowds in Germany and hopefully the UK I mean all we can do is push for some promoters Andy but I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're not 
please, guys. I mean, you know, you've called out Lotham, and, and I don't like naming names to that extent because I always feel bad of, oh, what about this person? But, you know, you look at an entire scene that, you know, if you've been play, paying attention to, not to, you know, I know uh, HCW have had a load of, like, tape shows online. But... Yeah, HCW's been around a long while, long while to be fair. And I, I've sort of watched them occasionally in the past because I remember they, 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 always seem to, they always seem to run big houses and they had they would often have a lot of sort of the big British guys over there um, but as I say Passion Pro sorry you, you was about to jump into it I'm sure I assume but Passion Pro sort of are running more the bespoke it felt felt Passion Pro feels a bit more like old WXW um, yep. maybe more than and there's absolutely nothing wrong with HCW in the way they present the product but HCW seems to be more of the the general um, and wider, it's more appealing, I think, to a wider audience than probably Passion Pro is. Not to say that that's a bad thing at all. And again, we're going for like um, no HCW. I scroll through Cage Match and I see them come up all the time. Like we've got this HCW Underground series with you know, tapes and runs all the time. But you know, look, names mean you, know, you talk about you not know, Berlin, like Benji, who was you know, a pretty big yeah. in uh, GWF for a while. You know, you've got. I mean, we touched on earlier, but um, but actually, I've looked at very few matches in, but a lot more. You know, I'd say you know, it's composed as pretty much anyone across that entire weekend, which you know, speaks for is like we say the training. You, know, you like serving you know, Maverick, who you know, did GWF you know, before, at least be who's next. Uh, Tamashabo, you know, to the point uh, of Kalaski, even Kalaski's been yep. the champion for um, God knows how long. So, so and those were just the guys who they booked. Like saying, yeah. you know, assuming Nakamura is not, we don't have, you know, uh, COVID-2, electric book, or whatever you come up and we all go back into lockdown or WWE decides, well, actually, we do want care about UPC, we want to strangle you guys even more, or what have you. Yeah, I think, you know, the Hungarian scene, if we you know, come around to some of 2024, that has got a very good shout being the next hotbed, assuming there's no, no outside forces comes in and wipes stuff, but... They're worth keeping an eye on it. I mean, the fact that, you know, Hungarian Championship Wrestling, you know, they have all, you know, they put all the underground shows online. Passion Pro shows online. Again, coming off a weekend, you know, I saw a few tweets, you know, guys from Germany planning on travelling to Passion Pro shows, you know, as fans. And, you know, I think Stick was, you know, you know, looking to coordinate. That's the kind of thing you want in wrestling. You know, not, oh, you know, you, you know, you, you guys, you're, you're coming to our company, you're watching. I mean, you, know, you want to you know, embrace fans from all over the place. Who cares if they're traveling from another country? You know, as long as they're being obviously respectful and all that. Yeah. But the fact that you know, this weekend, I, don't know, I almost feel bad in the sense that you know, we had, you know, this is the next time we spend a lot of time talking about Hungarian lads, but they, you know, they, they, you know, they put themselves forward, they you know, showed up and showed out, as I've said. And in fact, we've got you know, a lot of people think that you know, Dubexter was really good. They're, you know, they're almost you know, steady and we know they're reliable. But we've also got these guys over here who are going to be the next best thing. And yeah, I mean, I for one, I'm going to be keeping my eye out on anything from the, you know, the Hungarian scene. I mean, Passion Pro is keeping an eye on. Um, I know they are booking a few guys from Dubexter and a few from the UK as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, where, where they go, I think it's going to be really interesting for the next uh, you know, 18 months, two years. Yeah, for sure, and I, and the whole the whole the the thing with WCW is I've always felt it's a promotion that um, it puts the 
it puts the industry to the to the front of its sort of thinking in the sense of um, four years ago um, they had Wrestling Deutschland one, um, and there was they didn't they don't need to they didn't need to do that show um, where they for example they said you know everybody every promotion in Germany has been invited and you can put on a match and providing it's you know it's your you've got you've got fifteen minutes you can put a match on. Uh, and they didn't need to do that, but they do it for the betterment of the industry because, you know, uh, rising waters raises all ships in the yes. sense of that, that sort of sense. So, um, hunger, 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 I, I, I honestly believe that, you know, don't, we, us talking about Hungarian, how good Hungarian wrestling is on a WSW podcast isn't an insult to them at all because it's exactly what they, it's exactly what they've always been standing for. They don't, they're not there to put people out of business like other things are. It's it's not a closed shop. I mean, it's always been a positive place. Yeah. And again, well, last one at least for now about all this. I mean, you've got the WXW Academy. But there's only so much that one train school can put out. Yeah, exactly. And you know, somebody somebody like a Norman Harris or a Oscar, for example. Well, an Oscar, for example, an Oscar going to work in Hungary. It's it's a new experience and you know it, it changes the crowd changes wildly between cities in germany like the crowd in hungary is completely different to the crowd in germany and that's it's only going to be good for someone like um oscar it's the way wrestling's meant to be with your you know, building yourself up yeah for sure uh, finish off the uh, showcase show you know, touched on uh emeritus uh, over carlos samara i think which was, was uh, Alice in King Callis meant to be on there. I'm not sure what happened with the card change. And main event, uh, title, uh, if you have a title match on my show, Charles Crowley defeated Big Guns George to retain the King of the Carnival, Vessel Carnival title. And, yeah, I mean, we're touching on about how you know, some had a big build-up. I think Crowley, to his credit, and Vessel Carnival you know, made this match feel like main event spot they got. Um... Not too sure about the whole you know, Crowley being the baddie, yet he's got the big over-the-top entrance. I felt confused with Crowley a little bit. You know, you've, got, you've got the big, you know, flashy, you know, even translated to German to the point where they literally found you know, a word for twat that wasn't vagina, so which fit. But even then, you've got him there, and he's meant to be irritating sod that you meant to boo. That didn't quite filter through, but... I mean, you know, again... I know that's his act, that's his shtick, but to me, if you're there to be booed and that's the presentation you have, you know, it's it's not going to click all the way through, I don't feel. When Brit Rush is sending their men, they're not sending their best, I think. is. The... <laughs> well, that's uh, it is incredibly confusing, so it was, an, it was a great advertisement for how uh, British wrestling is these days. I think, uh, to, to, to be fair to them... Um, Crowley was very incredibly popular with with the German crowds and uh, the general vibe I get from the German fans I follow um, is that he was very very popular. Um, people calling for him to be back at Carrot next year, which I don't know if that's that's something, but um, I don't know if there's something to that. But um, yeah, that it was popular for people but then that, that's exactly the point these those shows are these showcase events are a variety performance they're not there's, there's going to be something for everybody and it, even if we don't like it it's 
it's um, it's meant to show what different things are there are around in Europe and um, Wrestle Carnival obviously is not really my sort of thing in general but you know it's it, it's an incredibly but it's, it's a very popular promotion in Germany there's lots of people I know who quite like it um, I'm not entirely sure why but it's, it's just the way it is so um, yeah I think it was the, the build-up was fitting of the main event, but um, I don't really think the match or really anything beyond that was. Yeah, um, I guess you can probably touch on, or you kind of did. Compared to previous years, not much of a British presence. We still had Karen one in Carrot, Crowley and Big Guns Joe, actually no showcase show. I think outside of that, I don't think there's much of it. Who, who is there now? I don't well, think it was nice. worth that much presence, yeah. but yeah, like say, Alcine has been decimated for a variety of reasons. Yeah, there's there's no there's beyond beyond probably Michael Oku. What star is there in Britain now? Um, and you politically, I don't. Well, I don't think there's a political reason, but I you know it's beyond Michael Oku. Who is there in in Britain? Especially on the weekend, because there was obviously a lot yeah. of shows going on back on. But, yeah, um, exactly. So, so speaking, um, speaking of stuff... I don't come to Germany to watch British wrestlers, usually. <laughs> speaking of stuff that may not be everyone's cup of tea, uh, Ambition came back. Um, the Shield-style tournament, and we did the same thing. Um, Eight-man elimination tournament, plus a next-generation fight and super fight, which yeah. card subject to change. Uh, if Busek, obviously we said, dropped out, Maris Lani was meant to replace him. He injured a shoulder on the Friday night, so as we get to cause problems later on. So Jonathan Gresham subbed in against uh, Fast Time Mudo. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess for one thing everyone's talking about from this show, that goddamned headbutt. Yeah, um, it was, It was. Um, I think a lot of people, there's usually an ambition match which, sort of creeps into most people's top match of the weekend. Um, and I think the semi between Irie and Abe is definitely uh, the one that's creeped into a lot of people's top three matches anyway. Um, it was sickening. It was very, very resonant of the Ikeda uh, Ishikawa Super White from 20. Um, but yeah, all in all, it was, it was, it was a bit of a patchwork uh, ambition tournament. I think, you know, there's people who you would have probably liked to have been in there uh, in normal circumstances who weren't. But all in all, I think, um, again, a very good show. I, I think there were maybe people who maybe questioned the winner. Are we actually talk about that? Um, yeah, I mean, shows dropped, yeah. Bobby Gunn. Yeah, so... Um, um, Bobby, yeah, I mean... Bobby Gunn wins over uh, Arbe in the final, and... Again, there's there was the odd question, but I think the last two three years he's he's proven his wrestling chops, and I think uh, maybe over he's I don't know whether that was a bridge too far, but even so, I think um, I don't think um, I think it was a very very good tournament. It's actually one of the sort of one of the ambition shows I've actually tournaments I've enjoyed enjoyed quite a lot. Um, it's not always my favourite thing, but uh, I did really enjoy this one. And I think, and again, I no. The whole weekend was all seated apart from the circle. I know the, one of the big draws of ambition is you know you're up to, you're up to, you're able to get up to ringside if you want to do so. Um, yeah, I mean I think with this one I I enjoyed. I mean, it was obviously you know it's it's uh, to me you say you know hills and no peaks and valleys. You're always going to get those kind of things. Um, but yeah, I mean Guns Over Arbe in the final. You know, 
I'm not complaining. You know, I think for Thomas at all, it's a consolation prize for coming out in the first round. Probably a bit harsh phrasing it like that, but yeah, you know, it no, absolutely was not a bad show. I mean, I'm looking at cage match. You got uh, quite good two, ratings. Yeah, two people giving it eight and one giving it three. I would guess the person giving it three maybe doesn't like the style, which you know, again, each to wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole thing. People just can remember that head, but by virtue of the fact that WX put it up as a five-second clip on YouTube, so that's going to be in there for all perpetuity. But um, I think we've won as well. Iria over under Cara. I think one thing that stood out just uh, tasked trying to get them offended because you know, I guess the whole stoppage thing didn't get communicated well. But um, yeah, pretty solid uh, ambition, and we're not doing one uh, for in October. And may as well bring this up now. Well, Tag Team Festival's back, Mike. Yay! The best, the best tournament. It's always been the best one. Now, would you prefer <laughs> elimination of the round robin format? Yeah, uh, sorry, do I prefer which? Which one do I prefer? The round robin or the elimination? Uh, I prefer the round robin tournament myself, but um, Tag Team Festival suggests to me it might be going to back to the elimination one. But I don't know. Uh, judging by how cursed Tag Team Festival was in 2019. Um, God, that was a few years ago. Um, I don't know whether they will go to that. I think they might go back to the uh, round robin. Well, see, I mean, I think tickets back on sale may, and I mean, literally we've announced it, so it'll be it's reunion day, bank holiday weekend, which is... Yeah, so it's Saturday to Monday. Which is, I mean, those was booking time off work, you know, really, you could probably get away from one, two days as opposed to the rest, but... Nothing yet being announced whether they're doing an inner circle. By then, they should be in Gelsenkirchen, but say tickets yeah. go on sale in May. Um, yeah, it's, I say, I'm not, if I can get there, I'll be going there. I mean, we'll, you know, we can touch on this after the night two on, uh, but it's not like WXW's uh, hurt the tag teams these days, especially when you look at you know, the Hungarian lads and others they can bring yeah. in. Yeah, if you get, you get the arrows in there, you get a few of the other people. Yeah. Plenty of teams that are up for uh, grabs, right? So, may as well move on to the night two show. Uh, sold out 750 fans. You know, again, the fact that you know, you're in the middle of a pandemic, the fact that you're selling out, even if it is a half full turbine hall's great. The two uh, matinee shows we talked about there about 340, 350, which you know, half, you know, half of your reduced crowd still pretty damn good. Uh, but night two show for two halves, and I mean that and how they uh, structured it. So you had uh, the quarterfinals in the first half, Iwie over Hector, who, as we said, subbed for Marisol Alani. Alani. Yeah. Um, I think it's the first time since, actually, I wrote this down, because I know, I looked this up and I know Emil Satoshi has come in as an alternate for three years, which I think that's the record. Um, but in terms of, yeah, uh, Satoshi was the last alternate to be used in 2018. Yeah. So, so yeah, well, that uh, pre-show, uh, pre-show five-way wasn't just to make up the numbers, folks. They do actually use the alternate when we need to. Um, yeah, so Ilya knocked out Hector. You have the whole thing of Dennis Dolnig, um, no, trying to G him up and then get thrown up. Actually, let's bring this up from night one. Um, the promo, you know, Dol- uh, Dolnig, obviously he's the annoying best friend. He thinks of Hector. No, he thought Hector qualified for Coward, but was, why is he not in? Then's the promo, which my German is it's enough to get by, but you know, the finer details and need subtitles. And the promo with uh, Hector and Dolnig on night one, Hector said, 
it's a very long ramp. You might fall from break your leg or you might walk down the ramp and a light falls up and hits you. And that's what I'm there for. Break a leg, Dennis. <laughs> and just how pathetic it was, and obviously it wasn't broken leg, it was a short injury, but just the timing of it all was a bit... But yeah, so Hector came in, wasn't blasted with him that night. Uh, Jonathan Gresham eliminating Peter Tihani in seven minutes. Pretty good match, I thought, for... I don't bear my... I'll say for what it was. Yeah. It was. Uh, Lefisto eliminating Maggot and Robert Dreisker over Karen Rob. This is where the really big trigger was pulled with uh, Dreisker. He had uh, Anil Marek with him at ringside. And this is where the real bullying started in terms of you know, ordering him around, ordering for back nearly getting counted out because of it. Um, but yeah, I think now, if you haven't read or haven't gone by now, Dreisker's now full-blown baddie. It goes further on final night, but yeah, the lovable coach, no more. No. He's a very uh, harsh but fair, I think, is the, uh, <laughs> the way you go. You saw this on the empty set shows. Like, you know, very, it was very early on the Shotgun 2020 shows where he was being a little bit more aggressive North guys you know, with the flippy dudes yeah. what have you back kind of got toned down so that was you know, in hindsight that was definitely something they were um, sh- not workshopping or you know, when we come back with fans and it works you know, we know yeah, as being sure. coached it's not just oh hey um, so uh, yeah uh, insert name here we're now going to say you're a, tra- a trainer for the academy yeah you do one day a week but this that's going to be your whole game you know, it's been established you know, Real for Trisco is a full time employee He's the head coach of the academy, so it's not something that's just been, hey, um, you're now the head coach, yeah, go for it, yeah, who cares, in a week or you were this. It's been fully fully established, it's, you know, fans have cottoned on, and now he's, you know, harsh but fair. And, yeah. and the only thing I would say is, it's that whole thing, you know, we always used to say with, you know, heels, baddies back in the day, the best ones are always the ones where they have a justification for their actions. And the best yeah. ones when you believe and maybe even agree with those justifications yes of course yeah so quarterfinals then second half which well this was the uh, rotten flot uh, cont- tag title contention Shanda rotten flot number one tag take three rotten flot uh, tag team number one contention 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 match yeah, I'm just, just shout Shanda if you might let's uh, Shanda Shanda get the uh, town cry bells but basically it I'm looking at the cage match there saying 31 minutes. I absolutely did not feel like it. But, um, oh, it felt like about 15. Yeah, which... Oh, 10 you know, minutes at most, you know. But when you, when you think so, the gimmick of this wasn't quite the random tag team thing we had with the... I need to look this up, so apologies for typing, but um, the, when Absolute Andy and Jay Skillet... Yes. Well, that was more of a lottery, wasn't it? Well, it's a randomised app, let's be fair. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to get... They have this wacky name for it, all the fancy graphics. It was the... It was actually on night two, if I remember right. It was the... JFK Lottery Tournament Corporate thing. Yeah. Anyway. It wasn't quite so... Uh, the JA Tag yeah. Team Expert and Wildcard Gauntlet Match. There's the... Even had the wacky, um, you know, carrot logo with, um, you know, yeah. absolute anti sunglass, what I did, yeah. So, this was, you know, established tag teams, um, 
not supposed to be random cluster whatever um, so yeah no, it worked pretty well you know you, you start off with rotten flocks and uh, i think it was the first team they had i'm just pulling up match order since cage match doesn't uh, first tag team was against uh, norman house and sebastian suave keeping the uh, thread going from in a circle um that moved to dennis Dolnik and hector which if you like a comedy uh, Dolnik had signed him and Hector up and had to bait Hector out with his boot and his flag, which <laughs> yeah. I think, I'll, I'll say this now, in terms of entertaining wrestling, I think Dennis Dolnik's probably one of my favourite wrestlers in the world wrestling roster these days. Yeah, the, the, the whole being, straight man and funny man thing. Yeah, really it, well it's it. not being played for laughs, it's, no, it's, it's not going, oh, haha, Dennis Dolnik isn't he wacky, ooh, he, like you would in some other promotions, such as Hammer. The fact it's being played, it's like, you kind of feel for Hector he's having to put up with this, I think we've said, entertaining idiot in the past. Well, yeah, it's a little bit like old Mad Kurt and Dan McGee to borrow a, yeah. <laughs> a, a It's kind of the same sort of thing. Oh, God, imagine Dan McGee with a flag. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, have that one. Um, Dolnik and Hector eliminated Rotten Flot. Uh, next team, uh, Baby Alson Heisenberg. Pretty quick, Heisenberg choked him out and got disqualified. Uh, Sense of all to Igor Blanc. Um, Rottenflock came out disqualified Dolnik and Hector so I'd expect that's going to be something they, they do in the immediate future yeah. and then the last two Michael Knight and Bobby Guns they win the entire gauntlet and get a tag title match on Wheel of Wrestling 28 for next lunchtime uh, but yeah I mean cage match had this down at half an hour absolutely flew by I mean I've seen yeah. matches which no, I've not thought were a lot longer than they actually were so something like this just shows you Keep it fresh, crowd keeps invested. For sure, yeah. Then second half of the show, all title matches, so the shotgun title was vacated, uh, Absolute Andy was unwell, so we did the double lottery, uh, Ninja Mac over Ace Romero. Any thoughts? Um, well, it was a bit of a surprise to have two imports, but then, um, you know, it kind of then, you go, well, neither of these are sticking around, so you knew that one of them was going to lose it on the Sunday, so yep. it, was, it was as good as... Um, it was kind of a bit of a throwback to the old what the shotgun title used to be like when you know Angelico had it for a month and things like that. So it was it was it was a nice throwback. Yeah. It, don't really have much to say about the match to be honest, but um, yeah, I, I, the the whole concept of having two imports fight for it was quite exciting. Uh, World tag title, fast time noodle, Stephanie Mays uh, regain the belt of the hours of hungry. Uh, yeah, we thought this was going to happen, um, didn't we? Um, I think in the preview. Um, it was, I don't necessarily know if it was the right decision, but it was the sort of uh, rice pudding-esque, um, <laughs> it was the rice pudding uh, ending, I think, that a lot of people wanted for this. Yeah. Uh, it was a good moment for Carrot and it's, you know, historic thing, a really, really popular team. Yeah, I think the only thing maybe hurt from both teams were goodies, so you're not going to get, no, it was a little tricky, but it, again, you could tell the moment they wanted, no, Moodle and Maze won the tag titles in the empty arena shows, no, didn't even get to defend them before they had to vacate, so this was their almost their big coronation. No, I was hungry, looked really strong, and I'd say both these teams you'd expect would be in the World Tag Team Festival. So if the Owls you know, get their crowning moment, you know, you'd expect that's where it's going to be. Um, yeah, women's title match, and you know, talking about imports winning, Ava Everett beating Eva Klasky. Now, I know Ava's still gonna be around for the to be for a while. So I was kind of expecting the title change just on that, but at the same time, still very surprised if they actually pulled the trigger on this one. Yeah, um, 
it was um, it wasn't a, it was a bit of a shock for me. Um, I don't obviously I think Ava is over here, um, sort of semi long term. I guess um, I was I, just, I wasn't aware that she was going to be sticking around. So the fact that she did actually get the title was a very big shock for me. I mean, she, she, I mean was that? Um, I mean, she, she, she did a lot of matches, obviously, in WWE and you, but there's one spot in this match I think I streaked out live. That uh, leaping cushion off the top. I thought she landed on her yeah. head. Yeah, watch, that was but to my mind, I'm still not convinced she did. Yeah, that was quite a spicy move. <laughs> and then, big time main event, uh, Unified World Wrestling title, the Banyard. Tristan Archer, Young Sims, Axel Tischer, they all got the big main event, there's a WrestleMania level intros. Archer had the Guard of Honor, uh, Yearn had his old uh, Cold Steam cannons, Sylvania had a load of uh, heart shaped balloons, uh, Tisha had his theme song song. Um, yeah, I mean, I think really missed the big, well, two big um, takeaway points. One, obviously, uh, Tristan Archer left the title, but the other one, I think. And you know, they kind of you know, telegraphed this going in. The fact that you had Lavaniel, who two years ago, and we said this at the time, he was a comedy guy. He was a comedy guy, you know, you know walking and talking as DJ Hyde got pinned. You know, yeah. in the, you know, black, the JAA, blah, 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 tag gauntlet. Yes. And you had the crowd biting on his near falls. That's, you know, yes, he was doing the empty arena shows. He also missed a, a taping because he had an injury. But the fact that you know you've turned a guy around from comedy guy who talks about Lieber and has his own uh, talk show to the crowd genuinely believing he was going to leave Carrot you know, with, you know, the title on the biggest night of the rest of his calendar. That's a hell of a turnaround. Yeah, um, and I think it's um, so. I think a lot of people were had uh, they kind of saw this. Um, they saw this match coming into the weekend, I think especially when it was announced, and people kind of went, God, that territory's gone downhill. Because, uh, unfortunately, with with the great respect, that, that main event wasn't really selling anybody on it. It wasn't like the, um, you know, the main event matches of the past. Um, but I think, you know, everybody came out of that smelling like roses, and I say this is, it's the commitment to people who have stuck around through the closed the closed um arena era is 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 proven and it's it's it shows that you know so, say someone like levaniel let's face it he's only really been working in front of crowds for probably when you add it all up probably about a year um let's face it when we consider where where he where when he sort of started coming into the main roster um before the pandemic, probably you're looking at a year and a half in front of crowds at most. Um, but he completely held his own. Um, likewise, Tristan Archer, um, not, not. I wouldn't say he's necessarily the most interesting of wrestlers at all. But I feel that you know he's he's good and he's a good person to. It was it was every every um, every champion that comes out of this weekend is a fresh start and they want, I think they've needed it and this is the right time to do it. Yep. I mean, again, just naturally, you know, if you want to go through more storyline arcs, his debut in WXU, and just scrolling through this now, he debuted on those empty set tapings. Um, I, I, well, yeah, ironically, um, amid a brief 
book of uh, NXT UK uh, enhancement matches. We debuted almost empty set tapings. Um, no, uh, Shocker for top two years ago lost to Bobby Guns. No, went to catch Grand Prix. No, came pretty close but didn't make finals in the end. I think his was the um, final day eliminator with uh, Mario Solani, if I remember right. When it went through to the finals, you know, he, he had that early loss to Heisenberg in the first match. You know, did a big recovery job, but didn't quite make so. No. If, you, you know, if you want to just look at his run, you know, he's had the runway, he had a title match lost, got so close lost, and you know, obviously you, know, you get the whole bitterness side, like I said, you know, the best heels for ones you, you know, understand and kind of agree with. Um, yeah. Maybe not the glamorous choice, but you know, let's be honest here, you know, you've got a guy who, I don't know if this, if this was their plan when they debuted in, you know, shock at the top, but 16 Carol Cole, 2022, he's getting the belt, but... You look on paper, it's been booked well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and but that's the thing. There's 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 a there's a objectively, I don't think there's that many people who cheer for Tristan Archer. So when you do put some, but he's also a he is a beatable champion. Um, I would argue. So you you'd, when you do put, if you do put somebody very very popular over him, it's going to be a very joyous occasion I think and um, I think it's a very very smart I think it's a smart piece of booking really um, I say he was he was pretty low I actually think he probably was my least suspected person to walk out that that match with the title so completely through me when he got that win yeah I was kind of expecting you to get a back bend you know, move on to the Sunday this show dropped on demand yesterday's recording this wheel of wrestling 28. Yeah. Um, Tristan Archer straight away in action again, defending against Fumino Yabe. Uh, no, again, I think that's a pretty decent match. No, again, for what it was, but it, I think at that point of the weekend, you know, I don't know many people are buying Yabe winning, at least for because you're going to have a quick title change by the evening unless he was staying in, in a Germany. In fact, he's booked in Japan a week later. You know, kind of told you that may not be the case. Um, yeah, I I think um, yeah I didn't think he was sticking sticking around. Um, so on top of that, so just a quick run through. So the Gullies Brothers debuted on WXW proper, um, which maybe they're going to be part of World Tag League. Hope so. Um, That'd be lovely. Oh, I absolutely would not complain about that at all. Uh, unfortunately, went down to Yearn and Laniel, both of them back on the same page, and I guess they're going to be a tag team for a little while. Um, yep. Ava Everett uh, beat Oshi again, this time five minutes in, this time needed to cheat for ropes, which a bit of progression there. Um, Trio's tag and had a promo beforehand, so it was Baby Allison and Margaret Vincent Heisenberg against another combination from the Academy of Faze Aguilar, Oscar and Rotation. Um, yeah, I mean, you had. That match was really good. Yes, um, six minutes. That, um, yeah, it was a really, really thing, but. Um, it was that was really really good that match. Um, I think um, Allison uh, probably good times. Uh, Allison Allison has basically my vote is the most improved wrestler of the past two years in Europe. She's incredible now. Um, to, to to quote somebody from from another podcast, who uh, name nameless, back in uh, back at Carrot Twenty Twenty, she was described as someone who wrestles as if she's wrestling underwater, um, and now she's her, 
she's she's just very good. Um, she she um, dodges dodges like moves in an innovative way. She's got some very innovative holds. Um, the the look is the look has been refined and is excellent now. The pairing with well the the, the pairing with uh, Maga and Heisenberg to an extent as well is. Is genius. It's just one of the most biggest improvements I think of anybody in Europe, uh, possibly even actually even the world. Genuinely, I can't think of anybody yeah. who's improved as much as her. And again, we keep talking about Pierre Bixetti. She wasn't one who had that many matches during months. She was obviously around the way. But she, I think she's someone who's definitely benefited from the um, the removal of the well, basically the introduction of the intergender matches. Yep. There was a match I think she had early on against. Um, oh, I want to say it was against Alpha Kevin or something like that. Um, it was one of the actually I think it was, it was one of the first matches that was sort of in intergender in WXW, and it was it was very good. Uh, actually, it might have been Norman Harris. Actually, I can't remember. It was very good, and um, I don't know. It's just I, I think there's. It, it's not. It's not unfair to say that there there isn't that many uh, women wrestlers who can operate at a WWE level in Europe. There's always been a limit to that, um, and that was when we had. And that includes back when we had Tony and Kelly and Melanie. We had all these great wrestlers, but they kind of only could wrestle each other. Yeah. And the fact that they can now wrestle the guys as well, they've the improvement is can be seen tenfold in someone like um, Baby Allison. Yeah, and again, you know, they still have the women's title floating around. Um, you know, and I remember if we start the Shock and Twenty Twenty stuff, the whole yeah. thing of well, you no, know, she had a big problem. Of, you know, I've I've never been treated with respect. You no, know, I've never had my shot. Well, Amal's not here, but I can't get my shot, so I'm going to have to, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, here we are, you know, two years later, and you notice know, the massive strides that's being made. And it's not a, well, she's the best of a bad bunch. No, it, she's no, genuinely she's good. Genuinely good. I think if you put her over, and if you put her on a show in the UK, she would be, well, if you put her in the UK scene nowadays, she would be one of the top five wrestlers, well, oh, one of the top, top five women wrestlers of any, in the country, for sure. And you get on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, next, uh, this one got cut off the on-demand, so I can't say too much. My memory's not what it was. Golden Boy Santos beat James Runyon. Uh, had another shotgun title match. Ninja Mac defending against uh, Tamashabo, making his uh, main roster debut. Uh, yeah. Still that um, the obsession-ish theme music, which I can only assume is production because it didn't get dubbed over. Yeah. Um, must have been a production issue. So that'll be on Silent Things in a few weeks. Uh, yep. They did a wildcard eight-man tag. Um, main thing this was they pulled partners out at random. So you had uh, Nikita Charisma and Mikhail Schenkenberg on opposite teams for the comedy. Dennis Dolnik was with uh, Charisma, Lawrence Roman and Sebastian Suave. Schenk's team was him, Norman Haas, Psycho Mike and Vaughn Vertigo. Uh, yep. 14 minutes in. No, as a I don't want to say holiday camp style show, but uh, match, but just in terms of the entertainment, match for night for me. Yeah, of that of that show. Yeah, um, I think you know, to be honest, in general, that was just it, the 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 Sunday morning show was just very very good. I think it was one of the best. Um, it's the best Sunday morning show we've ever had for sure. Yeah, I mean we had um, you know, we mentioned about Psycho Mike Earl, but his whole gimmick 
if you could guess by my name, but his big spot, as you were, or two, one body slam, which, look, keep stuff simple, it gets over. Keep it he, simple, stupid. He, and you can, I, no, I've heard others make the comparison. He's been to one session of the WWE Performance Centre, and that's it, because he loves staring at hard cam. <laughs> yeah, he knows how to work the hard cam, yeah. And all the house and ate it up, so I mean, no, keep it simple, they love it. Why do more? No, for sure. Um, he very. I'm trying to think of who was the. Because uh, is that the first time he's been over here? Because I could have sworn we've seen In Germany, it. yes. Yeah. Um, so he, he so he's over for Carrot two. Well, the Carrot two or two years ago. Uh, but, but he, he wasn't in any of the matches. Was no, he? so he was I'm. Just, he was just around. looking at this cage match now. Um, actually, let me. Apparently, he did a run in DDT in 2019, which I've completely airbrushed out of my mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in, as far as Europe, he did uh, PCW's Road to Glory um, in 2020. Uh, lost to Daniel McCarvey in the first round, and then did you know, other stuff for the rest of the weekend. But you no, know, these were his first matches in Germany, and yeah, he was over like over. Yeah. He was uh, incredibly over, um, and again, kind of, it's kind of further proof of like Carrot being an island itself. Somebody always ends up coming out of the weekend being the, the next big. I, I think Ninja Mike would have almost been was almost been a better person to be in the alternate stuff than Ninja Mac in a way, although he does do something crazy later on in the show. Um, yeah, I think a crazy Mike would have definitely fitted that yeah. as good, if not better. Well, hopefully it's next year. I mean, the Smash Lads seem to be on all these Coward Weekenders, so, no, you know, Cycle Mike for Coward 2023. Make it so task. Uh, last few matches, Eva Kolaski virtually squash over Gaia Glass. Um, Eva's gone, he'll, you know, she's jealous, would you say, after she lost the title. Um, so yeah, she was definitely certainly bruised. Yeah, Ego as well as physically. Uh, World Tag Team Titles, Fast Time Mood when Stephanie Mace finally made their first defence over Bobby Guns and Michael Knight. Uh, yeah, nasty good, injury to Yeah, I mean, Knight it was, it was a good match, show. ended early. Um, yeah, I mean, it, they left some video on demand, so I guess we can mention it. it super Kick assisted pedigree, then the pedigree... Landed started. on his head, I think. Yeah, it was almost like that. I forget the, the guy's name, but the one mid-nine stupidly wasn't quite as it was a nasty landing. Um, Patrick Michael Knight was able to leave under his own power. It can only be a good sign, especially considering what happened you know, last week with Big E. But, yeah, I mean, you know, match, you know, match uh, was stopped. Maybe I think, you know, it did the pain. Bit of weakness, but again, you knew what was going on. It wasn't like a, you know, a complete screw-up and everyone was just looking at everybody to figure out what was going on. Um, and okay, fabe wise they can always run this one back, you know, if and when the time comes. And Mingan yeah. um, said, or said Tristan Archer over Fuminori Abe, a decent match, but again, I don't think too many people expecting a title change there for obvious reason. It would have been, it would have been very shocking. It, I, I, I did say to uh, who was sat with it, it would have been very funny for them to just change all the titles again before the <laughs> evening show. So people are turning up at Arby's like champion and everything. It would have been very funny. They should do that one year, genuinely. Just to, well, you've got to buy for lunchtime shows. Don't sleep this weekend, but 
Well, it, it was it was quite refreshing to have. Um, you know, all you need, all you need sometimes, you don't need a big elaborate story. You need somebody who's who's got a title and somebody says, sure, I want to have a go at that. Yeah. And somebody say, sure, let's have that tournament. For let's have that match. Be, you've got it's, something I want, sim- I'll fight you for it. Yeah, exactly. That's all you need. And um, again, it, uh, the history books will show uh, Archer with a match, with a win over our base. So it, will, it, will, it will always look good in the in 10, year, ten years' time. Yep. So we'll go on to the final night, again, the sold-out crowd, 7.50 in the Turbine Hall. Um, Robert Dreisker over the Fisto in just under six minutes. They did a lot of match. I think a lot of the match was outside. Yeah. Um, again, you know, I think this was probably the first one where you'd think Lufisto actually had, you know, a, I would say, a decent chance, but it was you know, a bit of an uphill battle for her, just given the you know, size difference. Uh, Jonathan Gresham over Shikahiro Iwie in the other semi-final, and all I'll say is fact that I was obviously there live and watching it back and still feel gutted that Iria lost tells you how good you no know, wrestling can get you. Yeah, Iria is almost like the uh he, he he's he's almost he almost feels like the new Thatcher, um I think in in and he's incredibly popular. He's now brought Alfie Fresa into his vocabulary. Um always it's good Iria is a bit of a shame for me because he, he came over just as the boom finished effectively and uh, I think if he'd have been over in 2017-2018 he would be the biggest star on the planet I genuinely think he would be he'd be he would be incredibly uh, he would be even more popular than he is now and uh, I really really hope this is him sort of coming he does come over a bit more often because He's he's a quality worker and I think incredibly popular with both German and sort of British crowds and um, I think that there's I can't think of anybody who is as popular as him at the moment in WXW. No, in fact, he's only in for one or two weekends a year. Yeah. No. And again, I mean, if he comes back for no tag festival, I, I don't think he's got a regular tag partner. I know he's all, no, he's uh, freelance in Japan, so. Could be anyone I know for people talking about Abe and Takuya Nomura, the astronauts in uh, Old Japan, Big Japan. Yeah. That, no, that, 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 I mean, the fact that no, Abe sold out this merch by the start of night two says a lot. So bring a big, bring a big suitcase, lads. But um, yeah, <laughs> definitely, you know, you've got the storyline built in. You went out in the semis, come back next year, make the finals. I'm not going to complain if he does. No, um, no, for sure. I so, think he would. It would totally be a. Um, in the same way, I think you know, like if Speedball had won twenty twenty, I think it would have been the same sort of popularity. Yeah, um, yeah he, he's def- he, he feels like one of the WXW guys now. So some non tournament stuff. Uh, Baby Allison beat Ava Everett in non-title match in three minutes. Again, three minutes. You no, know, Allison showed you not know, a lot. You know, we put over massively earlier on. Uh, but yeah, it's not no, it's not just your well. I'm the ex-champion. I want a shot from um, Eva Klasky. You've now got two no, pretty um, no, decent challenges out there. No, at least challenge with no decent shout of getting a match. I think Ava's over until April, so she's we've got a few more shows with the XW. Um, yeah. So yeah, you've, you've got a few challenges there. And it's not just. Oh hey, well this is the last show. He's the opponent. Uh, no, it's Masri Talukov. They are selling the Hamburg. Sorry, not Hamburg. The Frankfurt show at the end of the month is quite a big one. So I don't. Maybe they'll do a change there. 
it wouldn't surprise me. I think they, they haven't run Hamburg at uh, Frankfurt, I don't think, since uh, the start, have they? It's at the Batch Cup, isn't it? So. Now, just looking at the lineups now Erfurt, Papenburg, Bayer, and Open Travel, that's the ones they're pushing now. Um, well, I think they're more likely to do the anything. Well, Frankfurt, really, second, any... people, yeah, that one they weren't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so then um, we can go back to what's in the future at the end. But, so, next up, Cowanwall with Dennis Stolnik, 12 minutes. Um, it was okay, I mean, the did, you know, some of the comedy stuff. I have no guys, memory of that match at all. <laughs> the only thing I can remember, and it, it depends on what your take on this be, I'm going to use air quotes, for, you know, some people call it the gay panic spot, when Carl creeps up and doesn't pull the mask off his trunks. Yeah, you know, they keep a distance stuff, but it was fine for what it was. Finish, I think, was um, Carl Noir dead weight himself, and then Dolan getting rolled up. Um... Yeah, it, it was fine. I mean, it was Dolnig, you know, being Dolnig. I'd say he's probably one of the MVPs for the weekend, just for, yeah. you know, different, you know, he was more than just the goof in all the matches, you know, he, you know, he could actually go. Um, so next up, shotgun title, four-way, uh, Francis Caspin, you know, made this on the fly. Uh, Ninja Mac defending against Endicara, Rotation and Maggot. And would you believe to the guy with the incredibly catchy music won the title, Mike? Yeah, um, and I think uh, it was uh, Dennis uh, Birkendahl, um said in the uh, immediate sort of in the days after, as he says, he said, "Mac is the most um, organically over wrestler and well, is is probably the most over babyface in WXW since Ilya Dragunov." Um, and yeah, I can kind of see that. Um, he's, I think he's just got everything, everything right. Um, he was always, I, I always thought he was a pretty good good guy in the pretty bastards as well but um i think just the whole single run is just he's a changed man and he's just done really really well and i think you got uh i think the music does help uh, as it always does um but it's definitely the right person to have that belt on uh, out of anybody really and unless you I, I think you can i've always felt that the shotgun title he sort of does he does a uh, do a lot of the the shotgun champion does do a lot of the hard work for the rest of the card it's always one that they can throw on a lot of the matches and it kind of has to land every time and it's always good for the imports to sort of have a go at that yeah um i think so so like when when guns had it when the satoshi's had it in the past um when it's been in the hands of other people and it's you know gone around the world, for example, it's always been a bit of a it's it's always a good thing as a it it feels like a very it, it is a mid card belt but it's a very prestigious mid card belt I think in the grand scheme of things and um, it's it's certainly in good hands with Maggot because he could he could really really go. He's come a long way from being a member of years gone by Shock and Vault uh, when was it Jeremy Graves did the English commentary and. Him dancing around the phrase "pretty bastards" to the point where you know, I guess maybe it was a memo or something like that. Where he was just, <laughs> you can swear that is their, their name. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the last but one character they did the whole thing of, you know, they won a contract and then they had it taken away from them because they were shit. I think some storyline, but no, no yeah. stuff's happened with uh, Prince of Hero since the comeback. But yeah, I mean, the fact that you had a guy who. 
again, you know, folks who probably don't watch probably Rover Horizon, oh maggot, you know, he's put, you know, pushed commodity all, yet he had 700 people all clapping in time to his music. That's yeah. you know, what a well presented package does. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, I think there will always be differing opinions on the whole music debacle in European wrestling in general, but it, that, that for me, that's proof of why, of why music is as important as anything else in the, in a, in a company. So, um, it, it helps people get over, it helps establish the character. It gives somebody, gives somebody to, I think if you used to show anybody, any an entrance of anybody this weekend, you'd show the maggots because it's just so. It's the it's a wild atmosphere when he comes out. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Almost, it's almost like country music. I mean, again, you know, we've, you know, we've always talked about the say the apocalypse when we lost when the real music went, but you know, the library of WXW and other companies have access to is pretty deep. I mean, if you've tried to look around the music, you'll see how much there is. And the fact that they've actually found stuff that is more than just the generic rock beat 101 you know, kind of stuff that actually fits the couch, that actually you know, sticks in your head, like you know, the, you know, Dennis Dolnick's music. The second you hear the, you know, the opening beats, you know who it is. And yeah. by God, it's in a circle when the loop for so bloody long, you can't get off your head. But you know, that kind of stuff. Baby Allison's music. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff where it's just, you know, it's like the old, you know, you, if you know from the first five seconds, first two or three seconds, the first bar or two, who yeah. it is, okay, yep, it's the bedding in process, you know, you need to figure out who it is, but you get out of anyone. And, and I think to work still, you know, we'll not mention this at the end, their whole production crew always goes the extra mile and it works with stuff like this. Yeah, for sure. Um, last few matches then, Axel Tisha over Fuminoi Abe. Um, gets Axman getting a win back on the board, going back. He, he did have a promo before the match where he basically said that uh, he's going straight after that title again. Uh, and he said Lavania was the only person who actually deserved to the match in that, who actually deserved a shot in that entire match. Yeah. And you know, I think the whole thing, I guess, for medium term Tisha and Archer because you know, Tisha wasn't pinned, so you've got that natural thread. Uh, the wacky six-man tag, it's always the tradition. Ace Romero, Igor Blanc and Senza Volto represent Virar against the House of Hungary and Peter Tahani. And, yeah, I mean, I, I guess some people are expecting, you know, big, I'll say bigger names, but you know, expecting this to be more balls to war. But I think this was, I think it was Salman Pharrell saying this was, you know, back to the, like, 2017s of the mid-match dance-offs and all that. Yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> It's uh, not something I particularly like in, in my a lot of people around me. But yeah, and they did something. They did something. That, yeah, very similar in 2016, didn't they? With Osprey and was it? Who was it with? Um, who was it? Was it? Well, it wasn't Strickland, was it? No, Rich Swan, wasn't it? Um, he was looking about. Yeah. Rich Swan sounds smooth about beat they've been in around about the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cal 2016. Um, so day three was uh, somebody, Trevor Lee and Woo Woo guy against oh. Mike Bailey and Osprey. Yeah, yeah, uh, whoever it was, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so it was it was um, a quite highly paced match, but it was again, I, I wasn't something I particularly enjoyed. But it was the it was in the same way that there's always a really high spot 
tag match in every uh, every carrot Sunday. Uh, that this was the one that filled that position for this this show. It was an easy watch, but, you know, being yeah. tea stuff. You had Tass doing with dad dancing. You know, had Dover doing with you know, he stood right by me, you know, looking grumpy, and then he's dipped all the time. It's like if it's your if it's your bag, you liked. If not, it's only twelve minutes. Yeah. It's you know, not the end of the world if you don't like it. Yeah. Tournament final and this one twelve forty five counter cage match. Bit short than I would have thought, but again, no, the one thing I would say about this weekend, nothing else there that's welcome. Uh Jonathan Gresham over Robert Dreisker. So you've got the you know, another reason for Dreisker being grumpy old sods well, a grumpy yeah. sod, less about the old but not being grumpy because he lost the carrot final. Um Gresham afterwards did that whole you no know, positivity speech. No, no, be his pod wrestling. You no, know, the guys you're watching here, they need a green card to get to America. You know, he didn't. You know, support your your local, support your favourites, and all that. And then Dreisker came out to attack him and uh, Francis Caspin to make sure. Uh, you know, we did get rice pudding. Yeah, it was a very um, downbeat ending to a show, really, to a carrot, really. But um, especially after you think they might have come out with a. But that being said, I think Gresham just holding the holding the trophy higher and that being the end of it would have been probably just as downbeat because he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so there's something, I mean, uh, Gresham obviously probably will be back at some point because uh, he needs to get his title shot. Um, but you, um, yeah, you do wonder where the, I, I, I think it certainly, uh Dreisk is going to be doing more in the next six months in WXW than Gresham is, so it makes sense for him to sort of do for them to end on a sort of a horror ending, should we say? Um, Get a storyline yeah. out of it rather than be a self-contained tournament. Yeah, for sure, and it, it, it exists. It, it, the tournament exists because Karanoa winning it, for example, um, he won it and then wasn't seen again until Catch Grand Prix, yep. so. Obviously, for obvious reasons, but like it's not so much of us being on an island as maybe some previous tournaments have. The ending of that tournament now has consequences for the future. Yeah. And you know, touch on obviously, they finally have a, I'll say, pretty decent uh, schedule. They went sort of one show month because of different restrictions coming in, but they just a quick scan through. They're in Frankfurt in about two or three weeks. Uh, only two things announced so far, Archer and Tisha against Levaniel and Yearn, and obviously Shotgun title lottery with uh, Maga defending his hometown. Uh, after that, Earth first and April 3rd, doesn't look like anything's been announced, just a few names. Uh, Hoppenberg on the 9th. I mean, I think the general thing is that they're back to back touring, touring everywhere. Yeah, by uh, Orbit Travelling, which they did a... Um, so carrot, uh, road carrot grump, uh, qualification thing a couple of years back, remember right? Yes. It's that really weird, I mean, it's, it's an airport uh, convention centre, I think. I so think that's where Jörn got injured. It may well be, yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling that is where it was. Um, so you over travelling, then obviously Dresden for True Colours at the end of May. Leipzig. Leipzig, well. and then I believe after that, uh, Oberhausen... Broken Rules and some Real Wrestlings, Hamburg for the rescheduled Dead End, and then nothing until Tag Festival, which 
Well, well, the, well they always go up to they always go up to shortcut, and then that's when they then announce the winner, the autumn tour. Yeah, well, shortcut's not in the schedule, but again, this not obviously all subject yeah. to change. Yeah, for sure. The fact that apart from the June thing, there's no other housing dates, kind of jumps out, but um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, obviously, not, I know Germany's restrictions were easing as we were there. They're apparently due to ease again uh, starting next week as this gets uh, released. So who knows? But yeah, back with a schedule which isn't full of dates being moved around uh, can only be a positive thing coming out this weekend. Yeah. Um... I think uh, sort of as a, as a general whole overview of the weekend, um, it, it was very much a sort of a, it felt like a uh, season beginning really, didn't it? It's the start yeah, of the so new like season. Those of you who been watching the empty set stuff, you know, it was kind of... The closing of that and then it's the beginning of what's to come. Yeah, they changed, like I said, they changed all the titles, Bad Wars, you know, pressing that big reset button, you know, intentionally otherwise but no, now they've set this all out you've got your champion who you no know, ground away during the close set era you've got you know, the, you know, the new star in Maga that's being made yeah. the tag champions who should have had their reign but didn't now have them and you know, something coming up with the women's title as well so I mean, yeah. you know, the table's been set you know, the, the shows they've got in the next few weeks aren't going to be the usual you know, the house show well, we're just going to do the same matches. I mean, the fact that everything they do is being taped and released, you know, they yeah. can't just do the, well, we're going to have the same matches every, you know, on Saturday and Sunday. They have to be unique. Yeah, unique, parts. yeah. So, and again, that, that's kind of been the extra strength. You know, they have a core roster. They add mo- local names from the side. So it's not going to be the same names in every shows, but at the same point, it is going to be, all your favourites, and then you know, maybe some you know, might get the Glorious Brothers in for a weekend room. They might get, you know, I'd hope I've pitched honey on most of these shows, but you no, know, yeah, you, you, you never know. But, um, but yes, I guess we may as well you know, mention this since you know, talk about all the extra shows we're doing. Uh, the farewell they did at the end of the Sunday show, uh, Katya Pills leaving WXW, leaving a pretty big hole, yeah. So she's kind of in the head of production, um. Uh, for well, for as long as I've been going, um, yeah, as Tommy said, it was you no. Know, again, my German isn't great, but the bits I understood, I overheard being translated nearby. She apparently had a hand in the in the creation of WXW now, which in yes, that, that's going back what's uh, 2016. So yeah, 2015, 2016. My, my fandom, if you want to put it down to that, my fandom starts with WXW now being created. So and I dare say a lot of people whether they're still following or not, a lot of, especially folks in the UK, their fandom in, you know, in the States and beyond, their fandom all starts with you know, moving away or shifting away from the DVD model to actually having a VOD platform. Yeah, and it's led the way in terms of a... Uh, you look at um, RPW on demand, you look at OTT on demand, Progress on demand, they are all a bit of a mess. Um, there's a lot of... There's a lot of crap on those. <laughs> See, yeah, to be, to be, chest, to be a bit, to be a bit short, there's a lot of crap on those things where they're like, you know, uh, American indie promotions which are on every single VOD. Um, whereas 
I think there's a bit of a quality filter really with WXW now. It it works. Um, the searching, uh, you know, the fact you can search for pretty much any show, they are they do unfortunately have to remove things on occasion. But there's been some incredible original content, some of the conversation stuff, which I think sadly some of that is gone going now. Spieler uh, as well. That was the really big favourite back when they had us. Yeah, you had like the crazy game show Spieler Urbans. You had, um, yeah, there was there was some, there's some really it was it's a really innovative um, platform. It's it's better than it's 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 not just one of the basic uh, is it pivot share ones that a lot of them use. Um, yeah, it's, it's not just uh, one of them. It's, the only thing I would say, and you know, again, I don't know what restrictions they have, I would, because they're having to remove stuff, and I know you know, if you go through the back end on uh, PivotShare, uh, sorry, on uh, Vimeo, um, you've got the list of all the videos that's actually on the service, and it's about 12, 1300 now. Yeah. The only problem is for a lot of the videos that they've taken down, so like your Spielabens, some of the old, uh, like, touring shows we used to have um, the conversations those are still up with the like 15 second videos which literally say this title is no longer available which is the biggest cocktease we've got on the platform for the moment but I, you know, I'm scrolling through now we've got like Ambition from 2014 onwards you know the uh, uh, CZW Big Japan World Triangle League still up there the yeah. fact that they've got such a depth and again you know, one thing I'll probably say from Jebexby strength and as we're called, we're still towards the end of this, we turn around. I mean, okay, it, it's loosened a little bit because of the pandemic, we're not running as many shows, we've got to let it uh, stretch out. But in their heyday, that was you know, it's a phenomenal, it's a monstrous turnaround. Like, you remember the, um, the 19th anniversary I went to before the world shut down. Like, I was there on the, on the, uh, on the Saturday, you know, Back home on Monday. The next day, it was out on demand. Well, I mean, they did a, a near live thing for this oh, one, yeah, so that, you could uh, you could watch the first half of the show as the second half begun, yeah. uh, which I don't think has been well. That's never been done before with WXW, at least. So, uh, as close to being live as possible, really. And I know back in the Flow Slam days, some Vitres did do live. Um, I think OTT did live as well, but. Uh, definitely in terms of you know, the, the current era where I think obviously no Le- uh, Eve does live on YouTube, uh, but no country GWF does live on YouTube with the donation stuff. But in terms of being a polished product, and I'm not saying any of those aren't, but the level that took, like the fact that the final cuts to works to be put out were literally things like adding subtitles, were things like you know, yeah. fixing errant camera switches or what have you. I, I, I've not spoken much to Kachi since, uh, or uh, Sherd, who you know, thinks done some of the editing as well. But the fact that the difference between the um, near live and final products was one patching in German commentary, two fixing any hiccups in a way if we're on yeah. the cameras cut to or what have you. Uh, like, I can only imagine the kind of stress levels of. You know, Produce this live, you know, on your final big weekending. It's it's a hell of an ask. Um, but I think as well, you know, it's just a sign of you know, WXW and the entire crew doing what we've always said. They've gone the extra mile for their fan base. They've run the company as a business. I mean, again, this isn't knocking anyone, but you know, they you know, took the WWE money with big air quotes. 
but it's been invested. You know, it's you know, it's not just bigger video screens, but big TV production quality cameras. We, you know, in fact, but it was more than just the same three people, you know, carrying the cameras all weekend and being absolutely knackered by the end of it. They're, they're investing the money in, I think, you know, other people said in the past, XXW outside of, you know, WWE and AEW is perhaps the best produced wrestling in the, you know, outside of Japan, I would say. Well, I, I, uh, yeah, for sure. I'm, uh, I've kind of always, uh, yeah, with, there's, there's, there's no discussion, I think, uh, and it's uh, during the, during the sort of the 2017, 2018 period, I genuinely believe it was the best company in the planet. Um, I don't, I don't say that as hyperbole either. I, I, in terms of work rate, in terms of show quality, in terms of character work, in terms of just in general, in general there was there wasn't anybody who did it better. I think in in that period, and I think WCW now, uh, sorry, WCW in this current era, not <laughs> WCW now. Um, I think it's. Is uh, sort of at least from a working perspective, it is. I think we're about two thousand. I feel like we're back in twenty fourteen uh, sort of era, but there is. But there we're in twenty fourteen era with the advantage of all of the wonderful things that has been built up in the time since. So I don't think it's going to be long before WXW is kind of at the forefront again. And I think, I think to, to say. Just with the people who've sort of been brought in, the the um, the fact that the there's a, the the uh, pedal's been laid off a bit by the by the American promotions in Europe as well. I think there's 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 a wonderful um, base for something very very special again. And I think as well, you've had people who maybe checked out for obvious reasons to the empty set stuff. There's never been a better time than now to get back on board, especially with the schedule coming up. And, yeah. you know, if all the restrictions are going as they seem to be, get yourself over back to upper house in October for Tag Festival and hope to see a lot more of Millie Faces over. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we, we all missed everybody who didn't come. Uh, it, did, it did feel a bit like when... Uh, it did feel a bit like uh, two absent friends on occasions. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was... It was it, I was prepared. I, I, I'll, I'll be a So I was very prepared to go to Carrot this year, and it be the last time I go there. In the sense of, if it wasn't the same, because I think we left we left Twenty Fenty under a bit of a cloud. Let's let's be real. The the encroachment of many things from uh, the WWE, especially for myself, um, made me leave Overhouse under a bit of a cloud. But I think. Um, and I was I was fully prepared for it to be the last time I go there, um, but now I, I couldn't imagine not going. It, it would be I'd, I'm back to the point where I'm looking at my holiday calendar and saying, right, can I get over travelling? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah, I'm fully back in with it now, um, and uh, you know, it's it's there's no there's get get back on board for sure. There's no there's no other thing to say really. It, you know, we we'll say the good days are back, but the groundwork's there, and you know, like I said, we sang a praise of the Hungarian scene, and if Dubexby keeps that tie up going, you know, Germany, in particular, Dubexby could be easily on fire again, not next year or two, but 
Uh, say thanks for joining, Mike. Went way, way longer than planned. Yeah, yeah, I do apologise. I do. I, I've, I've been Good suffering with a bit of a cold, so. Anything to plug for you, wrap up? Um, not really wrestling wise, but um, I do do a thing uh, on uh, every, when I get it um, on um, YouTube called the Groundhoppers Guide with me and former wrestling uh, journal uh, Arnold Furious. We do a thing where we go around football matches, uh, we review the grounds. Uh, that's something that you might like if you like me. Um, but apart from that, you just follow me on Twitter at Mike Kilby and everything else. I'm at Mike Kilby. Eurograps.com, not so much going on on there at the moment, but it's on there. You can read all the old reviews and every now and again I chuck something on there. So it's a good site. <laughs> also have the Groundhoppers YouTube stuff linked in the podcast yeah. description. Of course, all reviews of all this, uh, backbudget.com, uh, plenty on there. And like I say, Hopefully we make this a bit more frequent than uh, every carrot and not two years for the next one. Yeah, that would be nice, I think. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining, Mike, and we'll see you all down the road. Cheers, see ya.